You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, sponsored by Broken Egg Games. Welcome to the actual episode one of Line of Sight. My name is Chandler, and I'm here with my good buddy, you may remember from episode zero, and Jaden. How's it going, bud? Uh, oh, it's going good, man. How about you? I'm kicking along. I'm excited that we're finally actually recording the first proper episode with like a subject that actually talks about the game that we talk about. Oh my of, gosh, actual War Machine content. Yeah, no so way. Just, so just admin nonsense. But it is not just me and Jaden here today. Today we've brought on our new intern for this one. We brought on Mr. Brett. How's it going, man? It's going well. It's really hard not to say hashtag fake, po- fake podcast. <laughs> it exists, what? I promise. <laughs> Although our RSS feed is a nightmare, but you know, we're working on it. We're working on it. Stuff's broken. Yeah, yeah so. I'm happy to be here. I need the experience and exposure. Yeah, people will figure out your name eventually. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get, we're gonna work you up to a point where you can actually be like a real podcaster and. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to introduce Brett a little bit since we did. Uh, many people, of course, are going to know uh, Brett from any number of various conventions you may have met him at, as well as uh, being one of the co-hosts on The Leyline with me forever. So, and then just, uh, of course, being on the Facebooks. He's been a Circle player for a fairly long time. Have you played anything else? I don't even know. I've tried several times to play other factions. <laughs> Flailing attempts at it. I, I own a Crick's army. I own a Troll <laughs> army. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jaden, how many armies do you own? Uh, well, let's see. Let's count. I've got Circle, <laughs> Minoth, Minions, Legion, a little bit of Ret, about 200 points of Cricks. Yeah, I, I've got a problem. <laughs> yeah, that kind of sounds that way. He sent me a picture. We should. You posted that picture, right, of the line of sight page of just all your stuff? No, I didn't, and that wasn't uh, even all we, of it. We need that to was... do that. He just sent yeah, me a picture was... of a table, like, here's every model I own. I was like, good lord. <laughs> I was I was lying, actually. I had about... I hadn't put any of the ret, and none of the cricks was on that table. Well, now so... I know you're a giant liar, so... Basically, yeah. Don't don't worry, I'm trying to pair... Oh, well, I say that, and then I'm like, oh yeah, but I also ordered, like, 10 Kador heavies this week. Yeah, and you literally so... told me 10 minutes ago, you were like, I'm looking at buying a Signar army, and... <laughs> 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 just saying... Yeah. I'm going to pare some of these down and then buy new ones to replace them a little bit. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm doing for Grimkin. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That was my plan, but nobody wants my Tharn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. No circle bitching. <laughs> yep. A... All right, well, we, believe it or not, we actually have, like, stuff to talk about. So uh, we're going to be starting off this one with... A little bit of news. There's mostly stuff just going on over the past week or so. Uh, just some private press announcements, various things that are going on. Uh, the first thing I'm going to kind of skim over super quick just because we're going to talk about it later. Uh, but because <clears throat> it sounds really big and I'm just going to like mention it real quick is, um, Privateer Press's announcement about, uh, there being an annual release of a new faction to the game. 
This was quite the ninja announcement. The place it was actually located was like the most like nobody looks there spot in the world. Like who actually reads the press releases thoroughly? Yeah, <laughs> and it was like paragraph five in the middle of the paragraph, and it was like two words. And it was talking about like, scorn, so people had already just completely blanked it out anyway. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it, it was it was one word away from being a typo to like not meaning anything. Well, yeah, it it was vague enough. Anyway, well. We'll talk more about it uh, a little bit later on, because that's going to be kind of one of the subjects we're talking about. But that is one of the news things. Uh, of course, another thing coming up is Lock and Load. That's really, really soon. That's just a few weeks out. Yes, three weeks. I'm so excited. Yeah, you two are both going, right? Yep. I'm yes, going for sir. a day. You're just doing Iron yeah, Gauntlet, right, Brett? Yeah, I'm just doing Iron Gauntlet. Yeah, he's <laughs> crashing on my floor. Ah, sweet. <laughs> I told you I was an intern. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say you can bring him coffee in the morning, but Jane's boring. Doesn't <laughs> I, I, I do not. Bring him so. apple juice, whatever you people drink. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? I'm from Utah. I get to say that. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um. The next little uh, announcement that came up was, uh, of course, Company of Iron, which I don't know a whole lot about, to be totally honest. Um, yeah. What I what I do know is that this is um, Privateer Press's little like kind of skirmish sized war machine game dealy. Yeah, so it's going to be twenty points, I believe, is what they said, and that I think you're going to be able to use units and solos from the game, and then it's going to have a few new ones that are going to come out for the Company of Iron that will then be pushed into the main game, mm-hmm. and it's going to be very like I go, you go, I go, like uh, order back alternating activations kind of like you know malifo so you get to like activate your one thing and then your opponent activates their one thing and it's just very back and forthy mm-hmm. so yeah, i think i think there's no downside to this yeah um, no i mean scenario, it, we buy it from the models yeah if you're not interested in it it's like okay well it exists and if you are you get a cool little little skirmishy size game to play and yeah there's a couple so the, the box is kind of funny in that it's signar versus pigs uh <laughs> which i thought was great uh, somebody already worked out that based on the point cost of the models in it, uh, the Signar solo should be a four-point solo. It's a character. Um, I cool. forget the name. Um, and then there's supposed to be a pig one as well, which yep. uh, I, don't, I don't know if anybody had worked that out yet, but like the, the point cost on that one. But yeah, we don't really know anything about what they do, but it's a couple new models for the game packaged in the form of this little skirmish game. And, and I'm willing to bet that it's going to be a pretty good price for the models that are in it. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so like yeah, it's if, like a unit of storm blades right yeah something like that I'd, I'd have to check it uh more specifically but um yeah it, it's like you know especially if you want to split it with your you know signar or minions player or whatever it's, it should be yep. should, should be a nice little deal uh so that's a cool little side game for people to play which could be fun and like i can't imagine like the rules are going to be up somewhere like and you can just do it with the models you already have so like mm. yeah, yeah for sure don't. Worst case scenario, it's cool models. Best case scenario, we get a good game. Um, mm-hmm. So, and we have something to do with those like thirty minutes of dead time when it's like, well, I don't want to start playing again because the other game's going to be over and I want to switch opponents. But thirty minutes—that's a long time to do nothing. Let's play Company of Iron. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that's actually something really hard to fill in a um, like a big war game kind of setting. Mm. Yeah. Well, or I mean, just a like game night. Like, since I've had kids, like, that's a lot of the reason I haven't gotten a lot of games in. It's just, like, two hours is just, like, a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so a little skirmishy size thing could be pretty neat, so. It'd be cool to see what the rules look like. I'm hopeful. 
Yeah. Uh, last piece of news, very near and dear to my heart. Um, yes. We saw a physical piece of the Revelator the other day. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Uh, for those of you who do not know, uh, on the 17th of June, it uh, had been released in its book for two years. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first time we have seen an actual physical piece of it. It was on uh, Will Schick's Twitter, I believe, and it's one of the shoulder cannons. So my hope is... So we're not going to be seeing it for a few months um, because we have the release schedule already all the way through September, which is mm-hmm. all Grimkin stuff. Uh, but anytime after that, technically, is fair game. Um, I would really love to see a War Machine Weekend pre-release, because I want to be there, and I want to buy two of them, and I want to play them that day. See, what I'm kind of hoping is that I will stealth bring my Minoth models to lock and load, and they will be there, and I will quick switch. Yeah, and I'll quick switch from playing my circle pairing to be like, all right, I'm playing four Revelators in my two lists. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny, because Double Revelator works with so many casters. So (laughs) many. So good. God, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna start missing Windstorm again, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, probably. you are. Yeah. How do I play I mean, other factions? I mean, how do you play a colossal that can directly hit targets? I didn't even know they could. I didn't realize <laughs> that was an option. I'm higher than Rat One. What do I do? You need to play with rerolls. That's how I play the wool draft. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to imagine that the Revelator has gone through like a Desert Hydra level crisis. Yeah, or something. Um, yeah, I'm I'm curious as to how that went down because like if you look at the judicator, it's <laughs> not like a bunch of intricate They're barely different bits. Yeah, yeah it's just although like it is the shoulder pad swap. Yeah, although I mean we're gonna be seeing it in the new plastic, so there, there definitely probably did have to be new cast made and everything. Like, there's a lot that probably went into it, so be interesting to see. Um, I doubt we'll ever really know, <laughs> to be honest. Well, I can't imagine it, they'll even really bring it up. But yeah, there's no benefit for them <clears throat> telling us anything of yeah. like behind the scenes. Yeah. Yep. Went bad. It's true. Yeah. I mean, they said they said uh, three years of playtesting once, and everything went and to hell. It's, it's now the meme, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much the news over the course of this week. Uh, there's been a couple other odds and ends, which I'm sure we'll get around to eventually. But um, doing news on a podcast for War Machine is so dangerous because there's so much news all the time. <laughs> I know, yeah. and and we're we're definitely going to be thinking a little bit about like the recording day versus the uh, release day based on like you know for now going for the days we're doing it on, but like the days they release stuff. I mean, we have all listened to podcasts the day of releases of things. I love when mm-hmm. I love when podcasts are on their phone looking at like <laughs> things as they're coming out. <clears throat> yeah, well, like I remember when like third uh, or when the the new edition and everything was announced, and like mm-hmm. Muse had a podcast like that day. That, that yep. was like recorded a couple days prior. And it was literally the most like, and this is not like a, a, a bash on their cast. It was like unlistenable. Like you couldn't listen to it because it was just like, this is always like, uh, like I need yeah. them to talk about the news stuff, you know, stuff like that. So was, I, I was driving from Washington to Utah on the day that the new edition was spoiled. And I, I was remember listening that. to that cast. I was... And Chandler calls me. And Chandler never calls me. Yeah. And, and I'm like, did somebody die? And he's like, no, 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 man. Mark III just got dropped, and I literally pulled over on the interstate and got on the internet and just, like, spent 45 minutes on the internet trying to absorb everything that had just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's the news, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got a, a couple fun little things to talk about. Uh, we recently announced uh, our sponsorship with Broken Egg Games. 
Yeah. Super sweet. Uh, many people remember, uh, you know, one of our, one of the, the two blogs that we kind of spawned everything off of was, of course, uh, Jaden's Druid's Dice. And, uh, they were sponsoring him there and, uh, they've decided to continue that, uh, that, that partnership with us at, uh, at Line of Fight, which is pretty sweet. Um, so we're going to be using a lot of their stuff, uh, any of our reports with, you know, pictures, videos, anything like that we do in the future. We're going to be using some of that just gorgeous broken egg stuff. And, oh, um, so pretty. I know. I hope at some point there's a line of sight, line of sight <laughs> marker. Dude, we're gonna we, we want to buy like some some engraved stuff for sure. Like I'm, I'm yeah, <laughs> line of we sight laser, plans. line Let's of sight, line of sight laser. Be yeah. Perfect. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so they've been super cool with that. And uh, another thing they did for us, and this is posted up on the site and will show up on our uh, show notes every time, so you'll be able to check this out. Um, they gave us a discount code that you can put in when you are buying things from Broken Egg. Uh, that code is LOS five code. That's all just one, one word. Uh, so LOS five C O D E. If you put that in there, it gets about five. It's five percent, right, Jaden? I got that right. Yes, it is. Yeah, and it's the number five, not the word five. Yes, yes, it is the number so, five. So, so that's pretty sweet. We're very excited about that. <clears throat> uh, the the discount code is an awesome thing that they're doing for us because that I don't think they're doing that for anybody else at this point in time. I'm not sure. Not that I've heard, or not that I've noticed. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, and we'll be doing some reviews and stuff for them, and I mean, their stuff's always fantastic. I've always wanted to use their token set, and I'm really excited to be able to actually have it in hand. And Yeah, for sure. And uh, we've got a banner that links directly to their webpage on our website, and sometime in the next week or two, they'll be putting up a banner on their website that will link straight to us. So that's going to be very exciting. All the interconnectivity. Uh, the other thing to bring up is, of course, uh, a little bit of an update on the Patreon so far. It's been way better than we expected. Like, literally mind-boggling how yeah. much support we've gotten already. <clears throat> yeah, we kind of didn't expect anything until after this, uh, this first, like, real episode. But people have been coming out and supporting it. Huge thank you to everybody who's, who's, uh, jumped out of the Patreon and helped out with that. Uh, but basically yeah, the update with that, you can say, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say they're the best. It's true. It's true. Uh, Krios is on there. Krios yep. himself is donating. Um, <laughs> so, so, so if, you're, if you want to one-up him, he's at the $1 level. Like, jump onto Come the $3 on. level. Come on, Fiora. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, the update with that is that the um, we had mentioned uh, in the episode zero that we'll be doing uh, quarterly raffles for Patreon subscribers. And uh, we kind of set those up behind, like, an unlockable thing on a, on a per-episode uh, basis just so we could make sure we were at, you know, uh, had a decent, you know, handful of people in there before we started doing the raffles. Uh, the first couple levels of that have been unlocked and we should get to the third one really, really quickly here, but we're going to actually do that first raffle probably in the next couple of months. Um, got to build up the number of people on there. So it's an actual raffle and not just like you, the only <laughs> <Yes>. guy. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. clears throat> Gotta make it interesting. I was I was listening to the episode zero and I was like screaming at my screen. I'm like, you have to get one of you guys to do a painted model. You guys are both amazing painters. Well, uh, if you kept then, listening, you heard it. Yeah, and then like, oh, you did. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's more or less all the updates for the week. Yeah, pretty much. I can actually get into like talking about subjects. Like what? Uh, like our first rule of the week that we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Jaden, why don't you start us off on this one? All right. So this week we're gonna be talking about slams and collateral damage, um, because 
there are a number of ways that a slam can happen, and uh, I often have to correct people that are playing uh, in my local group about how this works. So um, there's basically three ways that I can think of to do a slam in War Machine. The first one is the most common, and it's the power attack slam, which is a thing that a Warjack, Warbeast, or some solos randomly can do. Um, and it has some very specific rules. So I, I just thought we'd go over how that works real quick, and then um, how the, the the thing that gets slammed moves around, and then what happens to anything that it hits. Sounds good. So you too can not easily deny counter slams. Yes, basically. <laughs> so shall I just dive right in? Yeah, go for it. Man. Okay. Let's do this. So so a slam power attack has to be done by something that can do that, which is either a Warjack or a Warbeast or a solo like the um, Manwar Kovnik has the rule where he can slam. So a model that can't slam can't slam is what you're saying. Yes, yes that would be okay. accurate. That makes also, sense. Also, <laughs> like, lesser Warbeasts, and uh, there are no lesser Warjacks yet, uh, cannot slam. Oh, I need little baby robots in my life. Rocket Turt should have been a lesser Warjack. That's Ooh. true. Yeah. Is the, the Trencher SCID still open? <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> Please add new model type to game. <laughs> that sounds within the scope of things. Yeah. So um, basically the way a slam works, a, a power attack slam works, is if the model that's going to make the power attack can see the target, just like every other attack in War Machine, it can try and do this. And it turns to face directly at the target before anything else happens. So you have to physically take well you don't have to do this but it should be looking right at the thing it's slamming at and then it has to move directly towards it so that means you can't go outside base it means that you can't wiggle around something in the way you have to move in a straight line from the center of that model's base to the center of the model that it's slamming mm-hmm. and that's um, where go yeah, ahead. and you can you can easily um see if there's anything interfering with that by taking a laser or a straight edge like um like a movement stick and uh, going from the outside of each base to the outside of each base. If they're the same base size, it's really easy because you can just line them up. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you kind of have to estimate the center to center um, and leave a little gap as if it's a 50 mil base, a 50 mil base. Um, and so you can just do those two lines and see if anything's intersecting that. Yeah, and that's super important because if you do bump into anything in the middle of your slam movement, you fail your slam and you don't get to finish it. So that's not going to happen because we're playing Mark III not, and not Mark II, but uh, just um, something to be aware of. Um, measuring devices. Yeah, Mark right. II, Mark, Mark II eyeballing slams was just the most like that might be in my way. <laughs> so, so unrelated know. to this, so the, the the idea here we're trying to teach you about slams and collateral damage so you can use them in the planning process. Um, what I do in tournaments and I, what I've seen most of my opponents do is anytime a power attack is going to come up that's going to be important, you immediately call a judge to resolve it. You talk it through, make sure that you like you know what you're trying to do and your opponent understands what you're trying to do. But um, judges are like judges resolving power attacks is like most of my judge interaction. Well, particularly yep. I, I think slam and throw yep. are really big ones for this uh, mm-hmm. because they have a lot of movements involved that that can often that can really be easily be like you pick up the wrong model at the wrong time and the whole measurement's not accurate anymore. So it's 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 kind of a process and that's part of why yeah. we wanted to talk about it. Yeah, and, and, yeah. So, and so on that note, don't actually like touch either the model that's going to slam or the model that you're slamming and this is for tournament play uh mm-hmm. don't touch either of those models until you have agreed with your opponent and potentially the judge where your model is going to be and if that slam path is clear and if you can make it there yep, yep. 
Anyway, so, what's the next part of how it works? You go in a so, straight line right at them. You go in a straight line right at them, and you can move your speed plus three inches, which is just like a charge. And if you are not a Colossal, a slam power attack only has a half-inch melee range. If you are a Colossal, it has a two-inch melee range. So speed six it means you can slam nine inches and successfully slam something nine and a half inches away. Pretty easy so far. Yep. All right. Once you actually get to your target, you have to roll to hit, just like always. Uh, a point of interest here, if you are a smaller base size than your target, you get minus two to the attack roll. So, like, if I have my lesser or my light war beast slam into a heavy, it gets minus two to hit. People forget um, that one a lot. Yeah, and it's a big deal. Well, importantly, unlike headbutts, you can slam things that are bigger than you. You just take this penalty. Yes. Yep. And so you go ahead and you roll your attack, and if you hit, the target is slammed d6 inches directly away from you. And then it becomes knocked down, and it suffers a power attack damage roll, which is not the same thing as collateral damage. Um, quick note to the d6 thing. If you are a smaller base size, like, so again, a light slamming a heavy, you slam half the distance. And if you are a colossal, you get to move everything two inches extra by that slam. So, um, you get slammed away, and you get knocked down, and you suffer power attack damage roll. If on your movement, you hit either an obstruction or an obstacle, so like a wall or a building, or a model with an equal-sized or bigger base than you, your movement stops, and you end up right there. And then you take your power attack damage roll. If you hit one of those things, the slammed model takes an additional dice of damage on that power attack damage roll, which is almost always equal to the strength of the model slamming. Uh, if whatever it hits is the same base size or smaller... Well, smaller we'll get to in a second. But if it's the same base size, it also gets knocked down, and it suffers the collateral damage roll, <laughs> which is almost always equal to the strength of the model as well. Um, so I'm going to interrupt for a second and point out some of the similarities and differences between slams and throws. Um, yep. The stopping when you hit a obstacle obstruction or larger model is the same for both slams and throws. Mm -hmm. um, and so is the additional die uh, and the knockdown um, criteria. However, one big difference is that slams are affected by rough terrain. Uh, yes. You go through half distance, and throws are not. You're still Correct. stopped by wall, by obstacles and obstructions, but you aren't slowed by like forests. Yes. The other difference is that if you are getting slammed through a bunch of things that are smaller than you, so like if you slam a heavy through a bunch of infantry, you don't stop there, but you do do a collateral damage roll against those infantry. Whereas for a throw, you just go over top of them, and they do not take the collateral damage. Yep. Yep. Um, and also to this day, I have no idea whether slows are uh, or what whether throws and slams are are slowed by uh, undergrowth, um, an animus that creates rough terrain, but only for your opponent. <laughs> hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah that's judge. kind of yeah, that's that's pretty jank. I've not even thought about that one because it's like, I've well, got, I'm throwing you, but you're moving. So who's <laughs> got different answers from different judges and different <laughs> official positions? It uh, it's not clear. Ask your judge. It's one of the things that you just have to talk about. Yep. Okay. So so that's a power attack slam, and then there's two other ways to do it. Uh, one is a melee attack slam or a smite, and that's something like the Marauder has a combo attack smite, um, and <laughs> Tell Jaden's been buying Kator models because all the examples are Kator models. Well, and I've also <laughs> played against them a lot in the last week, which is which is new. Knight Exemplar um, Seneschal has combo smite, which is sick. Yeah. Yes, it does. 
Um, but regardless, uh, and that is, um, it doesn't matter if the thing you're slamming is bigger than you for this. You just get slammed a D6. Um, so like the Knight Exemplar Center Shawl charges a heavy, hits it twice, and then combos, combo attacks, smites it, and it gets moved the full D6 inches. It like, doesn't matter. How cinematic is that? Like this little guy's just like, get out of here. Kabam. Yep. Um, yep. I, I lost, uh, in Mark II, I lost World Watchers under Bradigus to that all the time. <laughs> they just, like, they'd stand up at the end of it, like, what the hell happened? But they kept bumping into each other. <laughs> it was bad. Yep. And, uh, so, and then for that, the, the stopping on obstacle obstruction equal size model, that all stays the same. Collateral damage works the same. It's just that it doesn't matter if you're getting slammed or you're getting smitten, smited, whatever I'm, it is. I'm smitten with smiting. Yes. Uh, you, you still get slammed to D6. And the same thing is true for offensive spells, um, like Force Hammer on Ron. Uh, it, it, even though he's a small base warcaster, if he hits a heavy with that, it moves D6 inches. Doesn't matter, um, what, what his base size is. Jaden couldn't think of a Kador caster with Force Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've only played two of the things we've mentioned so far wrong. And- <laughs> <laughs> See, everybody I mean, gets these wrong like once yeah. in a while. Like it's ridiculous. There's so many I, weird little as, things. As a circle player, I do slams and throws more than most factions like combined, mm-hmm. and I'm still getting them wrong, and I'm still climbing the judges. Don't feel bad about it. Yep. Yeah. So if you're if you're ever in a tournament and you're like, well, I need to slam or throw this thing or do some other kind of power attack, and like you're pretty sure it'll work, just call a judge over and verify with them real quick. It takes a minute, and it's better than having to argue with your opponent for five minutes whether or not it works, and then call a judge anyway. Yep. Also, remember Smite on like with Colossals having their slam thing. Like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's not Smite, but remember the Colossal like Power Slam one. Power, power Strike. Yeah, Power Strike. That's it. Uh, yeah. It's not super often you'll use it, but you can, and it's pretty funny. When you do it when you do a game. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, and uh, my favorite one that I've done is I slammed Rias into Saren with my Mountain King, and then charged them both. Wow, wrecked. Yeah, that that was fun. All right, so yeah, that's the rule of the week. Oh, uh, okay. Talking uh, about I... slams a little bit. We'll probably talk about throws a little bit. Let's talk about those later, because that's, that's a whole other can of worms, too. Right, yeah. Um, um, so, tactically, the big thing with slams and throws is <laughs> that they're a really, really good way to get knocked down from models that you wouldn't expect. So, mm-hmm. things like chargers, like gun lights, um, things like arc nodes, like the, um, especially like speed, se- speed seven ones in the cricks. Um, yeah, the one that they always forget about in Convergence is that the Corollary can slam. Yep. And I cannot tell you the number of games I've won off of my Corollary being like, I slam your heavy into your caster. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, it, it, you can now play around it by um, since you cannot slam friendly models anymore. Uh, unfortunately, if the slam comes from something like a smite or a force hammer, you can slam friendly models. So it's mm-hmm. very hard to play around. And you should be very wary of if I get knocked down, will I automatically die? Um, yep. So that that's that's how you play around it defensively. Playing around it offensively. Um, it's a it's a great way to stop rolling to hit, which uh, factions with mat six uh, heavies will look for all the time. Yep. Um, and although, you can do you can do cheeky things like run a dude behind whatever it is you're trying to to uh, knock down and then slam the thing into it. Or um, like I, I had a friend at a team tournament who had a tempest blazer get run behind Karkovich, and then the hurricane slam gunned him into the tempest blazer. Oh, so they don't move very far. Yeah, so they don't move very far, and then they take that additional dice for the for the uh, the slam damage. Oh yeah, that's true. 
I think one of my favorite uh, moments of watching Brett play was you slamming a like Angelius or something into a wall it was standing next to with a <laughs> Wold Warden. Because <laughs> that's the thing is, because a lot of people, it's not uncommon to kind of park yourself like right next to like an obstruction or like a building or something like that. And if something with like combo smite or even just being able to slam or anything like that can get to you. They're just going to slam you right into it, and you're still going to be in their melee range because you were touching that. And so it's just like, free extra die. <laughs> yep. I've, I've had uh, my local my Ron player kill my Molg too many times by crit smiting into a wall like four times. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of, I was trying to think of which models could do it repeatedly, and yeah, crit smite is one that that'll happen on. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I happened to crit you three times. You're just going to repeatedly... I get to be a weapon master for this activation. <laughs> Uh, this is one of the many reasons I recommend playing Hortz. Um, they have lots of beasts, uh, lots of you know free fury, lots of uh, open fists, and they get to learn all these cool tricks. And they you can bring them back to your main faction and get all kinds of good use out of it. Yeah, like I uh, I played Cricks first, and then I switched over to Circle and then Trolls, and then after I played Trolls for a while, I played uh, Ret. And all of a sudden, I was like two-handed throwing things with Hyperion all the time. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, the Mauler... Well, we'll get to this with Throws, but Mauler has, like, the best gun in, uh... <laughs> in, uh, Trolls. I think I'm insane. <laughs> Alright, let's, let's talk about the next stuff. Alright, so I mentioned we were going to be talking a bit about this a little bit earlier on, but uh, there was a recent announcement that was fairly major from Privateer Press uh, about the annual release of a new faction. I will post a link to the, um... the actual, um, press release that this showed up in. Probably with, like, um, highlighted... As, as, with, with highlighted. Is, maybe I'll just put a picture up or something on the show notes. I don't know, something like that. I'll find something like that, because um, it's not easy to find. It's not even a thing most people know exists, to be honest, on the privateer site. Um, mm-hmm. So this is actually... They were talking about No Quarter Prime, which I may actually subscribe to. I have never gotten Same No here. Quarter, but I'm pretty interested in this new one. Um, well, I've said for years that they should move to a No Quarter-based release schedule, and... That's what they're doing. And even if that wasn't worth it, um, reprinting old stories that are impossible to find. Mm-hmm. And actually, I want to take a second to talk about that. This isn't on our this isn't on our thing, but okay. So because this is also in this in this press release, and it's kind of important. I think a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about how this works. So with the no quarter prime thing. We were basically told uh, since the beginning of Mark Three that one of the things that would be coming out would be the theme books, right? Uh, so you'd be, you know, eventually seeing a book that has whatever kind of model type exemplified in it and a theme. Banes or exemplars. Yeah, Banes, exemplars, uh, trenchers, obviously, is the one kind of going on right now. Um, the announcement with No Quarter Prime basically is saying that those books won't exist. Mm -hmm. However, everything that is in them is being folded into No Quarter. And they're able to do this because they're, like, doubling the size of the magazine. It's right. going from, like, a 60-page publication to 112 or something. Yeah. So the, uh, the like, command books that are already out, all of, I believe pretty much every command book is already out. They Except for uh, Scorn. Except for Scorn. <laughs> yes, sorry. That is the one that, uh, that releases in, sep- in September. Um, a couple factions I've seen, like, uh, Convergence, I've seen some, some people kind of flipping out because, uh, the idea was is that they would be getting something along the lines of a command book. You're still getting it. It's just it's a in no the quarter. form. It's, it's, it's folded into the information of a no quarter. I know it's not the, the big kind of fancy book, but, 
Um, all of that information and everything that you were going to be getting is still there, and all of the fluff stuff they were putting in there, all the rules, everything like that, it's all getting worked into the new no-quarter system. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why I think I think this was not their intention initially. Mm-hmm. I think this came about organically as they realized that uh, the nature of CID, which is actually something we're also going to talk about, uh, the nature of CID and the way that they're going for a much more organic release schedule, something that comes out every two months and that can change really quickly, like it is, it isn't really that hard uh, to like shift some of the things that are in a in a magazine in a, in a regularly published magazine. But but getting a different named product onto a product list in stores around the country is something that's set up months ahead of time. Right. And so, they've struggled under that for a long time. Well, and and the big the revelator, right? Like that's yeah. th- this is a model that that released in a book two years ago, more than two years ago. And we're finally seeing, you know, some, some note of it. And it's because, you know, their intention was it would release, you know, relatively soon afterwards. And there was probably some kind of issue, you know, and they just, and now it's like, well, it's out. Now everybody's just pissed off about it. Um, this is going to allow them to be very like, this model is ready. That means we can release it now. Yeah. So, so if you see a model being released with new rules in the no quarters, you're probably going to see it inside of the next like three months. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I just wanted to mention that a little bit because some people are like, well, they're not giving us what they said they were. Well, they are. It's just in a slightly different form. And it's in a form that I think is a lot easier to collect and digest and and work with in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And, and it's like I said, I've said they should do this for years. If I dug way back in a conversation with our one of our local, I guess, ex-now press gangers, this exact like suggestion was in there. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't right. confirm. Chandler's been ranting about this for like two years. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really happy they're doing it. I even, like, when this popped up, I messaged Pagani and was like, this is a random message, but that's a great idea. Thank you. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was just like, thumbs up. I imagine as someone who's in charge of dealing with all the CID fe- feedback, getting ro- random positive feedback is just a nice thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway... Wrapped into the press release about all of this was, of course, uh, and I'm going to read the actual sentence because it is so, like, ninja mode in the middle of this. So this is the paragraph where this was actually announced. It says, once the Scorn Command book releases in September, Privateer Press will no longer publish supplemental books for War Machine and Hordes, with the exception of a force book each year corresponding to the annual release of a new faction for the games. And then there's, like, a line or two after that, just about no quarter. Like, Mm -hmm. and this is like a, this is like... It's like a seven paragraph thing, and that's just like randomly shoved mm-hmm. in there. Um, we I did... swear this is them testing us just to see if we really do. See if we like, actually read it. Rules is written <laughs> I think, on everything. Like, I want to say that. But... Yeah, I want to say that I even, the first time I noticed it was like, some people, people randomly add me to their like local War Machine groups. I am in like all these weird ones across a bunch mm-hmm. of random states. And yeah, it was just like some states like. War Machine Group was like, hey, I noticed this in the press release. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Back up on that person. And, and, and then I get a Facebook message at work from Chandler being like, read this thing, read it carefully. Because <laughs> that's the um, thing, if you skim over it, you'll just miss it, too. Like, it's not that obvious. So I think I think it's perfectly sensible to have a like a, like trepidation about that announcement. Like, holy crap, they're doing all this new stuff. Um, how can they handle all this load? How can the skew load? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so the thing that calmed me down the best is going back and here, and someone told me, look, they've been doing this for three years already. Four, yeah. if you count pirates. I mean, yeah. um, so three year, years ago, they, le- they released the Cephalix sub faction, 
then Convergence, and now they're doing Grimkin. Um, yep. And also they've released an addition change, which is yeah. like even bigger than a new faction. That's like 13 new factions. Um, yep. But in my opinion, all those releases are currently at a success level. I think Seth Flick's uh, current Convergence and uh, my opinion on uh, what I've seen of Grimkin is that they are all interesting. They're all powerful enough to be reasonable and uh, they do something new that's totally worth having a new new faction for, and uh, they're really just a positive benefit to the game. Like the only downside is that they're a limited faction, and um, even you, that's not like well, a it's huge just downside. I mean, but I always want more. True. <laughs> I, what, but I, what I mean is, like, you can buy the entire Convergence faction for like under five hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah, that, and that's a huge benefit as long as you come to terms with that before you buy in. Buying in and then realizing that is really painful. Well, and that's what, because like, a lot of people, like the Convergence players will get, like a lot of time when they'll, they'll post about that kind of a thing, they'll get no sympathy, sympathy about it, because it's like, well, they told you. The thing is, is even when Convergence released, we didn't really know what a, a limited right. faction meant. Right. Um, so they, like, they said there were going to be releases, and there have been the, release. Yeah, and, and they did say, and this was uh, amongst some of these... Uh, because I, I, I watch most of the Facebook groups pretty close, and um, there were some posts um, that mentioned that there there are new things for Convergence. Anybody who's a Convergence player who is listening, like, the, the stuff is in the works, and it's supposed to be coming out as part of that uh, that no-quarter release schedule. Yeah. It's there. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it, and the thing is, even with Grimkin, we still don't really know what that means in some respects like will there ever be anything additional we don't really know as, as someone who wants to play grimkin i am so happy that they set aside so much of their release schedule to just release to just knock it out grimkin mm-hmm. within three months and then you can buy the whole faction and start playing it yeah. immediately it's i, yep. I feel bad because i'm not going to get anything for circle but I mean, I think these factions are so positive for the game that I think it's worth it. Right, and, and so that's so we mentioned it a couple times already, but it was verified that these are um, limited type factions. They're very much along yep. the same lines as how Grimkin are being released. Oh, and we should also mention that it has been verified that they are actually doing this, and it wasn't a typo. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, somebody actually was like, "Will Pagani, can we please just get like a?" Yeah, this is correct, kind of thing. And he was like, "Yeah, I'll see if I can do that." So there, there is a tweet on on Pagani's that that like mentions it specifically uh, on his Twitter, and um, and that that went around uh, quite a bit. And so yeah, we it, this is again, this is a lot of I, I'm gonna have a hard time finding sources on some of these things because this is a lot of me just digging through uh, conversations on lots of different Facebook groups and uh, watching for staffer posts and things like that. Damn they, Jim, we're podcasters, not reporters. I know. <laughs> I could probably find them. Like that's I'm a social media butterfly, I guess. So it's, um, but anyway, it, it was verified that these are these are limited release. I've seen that question a lot. So anybody with that question, that is the answer. Is these are these are limited release factions they're doing. Um, another thing, a couple people talked about the idea of them potentially being sub factions uh, of like other factions. Um, Will Pagani specifically mentioned that these are standalone factions. Yeah. So, so far. They are not like... <clears throat> yeah, I, I can't speak to what it would look like maybe a few years down the road, because there's things that probably aren't even started yet. But for I the... mean, and, and Cephalix are a gray area, right? Technically, they play for Mercs, but they are so self-contained. But they like, yeah, they barely yeah. play with Mercs, right? Um, right. And, and so 
Yeah, so they, that, that's what they've said, essentially, is that these are going to be very standalone type things. Now, this may mean we'll start seeing some of the stuff uh, people have been asking about for a long time. Uh, people have been asking about Zoo for a yep, really long time. Infernals. Uh, Infernals Giant. for a long time. Uh, Orgoth, that's one I would be very interested in. Yep. Is some <laughs> some return of Orgoth. Because I don't, like, from like an aesthetic standpoint, I'm not, like, Indicator really at all, but I love all the Orgoth stuff. Like, that's the stuff I think is really fascinating with them. Yeah. And, and so seeing a faction, and I, I I think I met, I was talking to somebody about the idea, and I was like, yeah, and they could make it so that, like, Doom Reavers could just straight up work for that faction. You know, it's yep. like, that's an easy, like, oh, it's already out. Like, it's, like, it can be part like of that. Like they did with um, <clears throat> Netflix, like they did with uh, Gremlin Swarms. Yeah, like they're they're rethemed a little bit, but it's the same thing, yep. right? It's like, yep. oh, the Orgoth are capturing people and handing them these swords, or yep. or they're capturing Ogren and handing them swords. Just yeah. saying, just saying. I want a faction of nothing but different races of Doom Reavers, dwarf Doom Reavers. I need to know, like, <laughs> pig, pig Doom Reaver. <laughs> pig Doom Reaver. Uh, well, it exists. Maximus. <laughs> I still have my yeah. I still have my Maximus. I sold a lot of my stuff, but I keep that guy. Cause I so so then the question would be then, does Ruin work for Orgoth or not? Oh, that would be set, or like a Ruin Two. Ruin That's Two, so cool. The, That'd be the first epic Warjack or Warbeast is like God, he just so he just cool. like broke away from Kador and is like, nah, I'm with these guys now. These are or you, you gave me too, you gave me too much Orgoth stuff. Or yeah, yeah that would be interesting. Like if a faction that came out that was like we're the ones who made Deathjack in the first place, since nobody yeah. knows who the heck that is. <laughs> yeah. God, that'd be so cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 these very contained uh, styles of factions. Okay, so I want to talk about contained factions sure. as it relates to um, like impacting the meta. So yeah. I think uh, these contained factions like Convergence and um, Grimkin are actually an extraordinary positive mm. in making the game easier to understand, easier to sell, easier to uh, like play competitively. Because it may seem like there are these big different things that you have to hold in your head, but honestly, I find it a lot harder to remember that, oh... Um, Brickhouse just came out, and when he's combined with Haley Three, holy shit! Um, yeah. It's like all the it's those it's like that giant web of interactions, like the graph theory web that's growing ever ever larger, and you have to learn all those connections. Yeah, whereas uh, yeah, exactly. I find it a lot easier to parse one self-contained faction, five casters, you know, three war beasts. This is how they work. This is their thing. This is what they're going to play. And then I can just deal with that in as a separate bubble rather than having to expand and expand each of my bubbles. Like, you know, the Reckoner, the Revenger, the Repenter, the Redeemer. I don't yeah. know what you're saying. Protector of Jack names are so easy to remember. <laughs> nobody nobody ever mixes up the character Look, Jack names. They, 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 either start, they either start and end in Re, or um, they have the X of Y. Yeah. Blood of Martyrs, Scourge of Heresy, Blessing of Vengeance, Hand of Judgment. They should make a character that's just X of Y. <laughs> this thing of that's stuff. First, first Convergence character heavy confirmed. X of Y. X of Y. There it is. That's it. Yep. Oh, only one of those Prime is Prime. It can't be a Convergence Jack. Yep, all mm. messed up. Um, but yeah, so I think that's gonna be seven. A seven of eleven sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all the factions that we've seen so far are currently at the level of huge success. So I mean, three for three is a pretty good batting average. And I have, I mean, like I'm playing this game because I have faith in this company to make rules. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, one thing that I've liked, and this is the case with uh, more specifically with Convergence and Grimkin. I really like the idea of, like, these factions that have, like, a rule that's, like, their thing, 
kind of, or like a like a some something about them that's really really unique, and then you build off that. There's a lot of rules like, and and some people I've seen talk about like, well, eventually they're just gonna all be really dry, right? Like, there's just so many ideas that, well, that's not, not how really. creativity works. Yeah, one that's not how creative, right? It's just like, no, we've run the gamut. There's <laughs> that's why a new idea hasn't come up in the past 500 years, right? Like that's you know it's the there, there's always something new and there's always something interesting and it's going to be interesting to different people. And with that idea of all a faction really takes to stand out in a lot of ways is like, take like with Grimkin, there's a couple internal rules that are definitely a bit different, corpse but collection. yeah, they're, they're corpse collection, but it's still, all, all their rules are pretty much foundationed in the rules that already exist within the game, and except for Arcana. Arcana. Right. And Convergence is the same deal, right? It's everything pretty much already exists within the game. Like, it's all except... using the frameworks already there, except for induction nodes and the mat rat of their jacks. Yep. Right? It, it's like this kind of, that's the unique thing that, that pulls them apart. And I well, guess. Well, and everything being repairable. Well, yeah, but even that's like, that's just rules that exist in the game, right? Like, that's, it's, it's when you take something that's like a little bit out of left field, and these little contained factions are so good for that. Like they, you can just do that and make something around that concept, and it just, it, you can do some really, really cool stuff with it. And um, just to add on to that, uh, it didn't make it into Mark II, so maybe that's why it's missed us. But um, convert, Cephalix does have that unique mechanic. Uh, the way mm-hmm. they fuel um, their jacks. Yeah. The now, yeah, um, I forgot about that. Unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, oh, come on, there's so many interesting points of it. This discussion's been going on for the past like weeks. So there's just a lot of interesting little things. Um, another one I saw was people talking about um, kind of a potential imbalance within the meta. I actually really liked this one point that came up that uh, the idea that a very large number of these little factions starting to appear actually does a lot to kind of balance things out, almost by making it more chaotic <laughs> in some yeah. ways. Um, yeah, like, the less you can just, like, say, all right, Haley 2 handles 99.9% of everything, so I just have to have this 0.1% list that deals with whatever, the, yeah. the more diverse you're going to have to be. I think uh, the thing I saw that I really liked is that it feels like we're moving farther and farther away from, like, I have really good matchups into this, this, and this, and this, and closer and closer to, all right, I've got about a 50% chance into this matchup. Yeah, and um, I like I brought a list that has good tools and can win a game you know like it's yeah. and, yep. and and the pieces are all there that you need and and we're getting closer to that there's still outliers right but and that's and i've heard people talk about that like people they, they need to spend more of their time balancing the game the game's actually doing pretty good like there's there's internal balance problems within factions like i think that's a concern mm-hmm. but across the board like the overall like balance of the game there's not a lot that's like sheer madness right now like for the entire time i've played the game there's been at least like a few things that are just like unstoppable like nearly unstoppable i mean when i when i first started and this was the case for a really long time it was Haley 2 uh and gatsby 2 yeah gatsby 2 was the nightmare when i first started playing and I mean, I Radigus. I actually Radigus. somehow forgot about Lilith too by just blanking her out of my mind because because that's, that's what I did with it. In the morning. It, yeah, <laughs> well, then that's in Mark Two. That was literally I hit a point of obsessing about matchups so much that I just gave up on Lilith. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, no, I'm just gonna hope it doesn't come up. Yeah, there was about a three week period of time in there when Chandler and I were just like, all right, how does Circle deal with Lilith Two? And this was I don't know, like a year and a half ago, and we just tried and tried and tried and tried and tried, and then we were just like, all right, nope, done. Yeah, it was like I take this like super nightmarish Balder Two list that like is really specific, or I just 
don't worry about it and save myself like 10 other matchups. And, um, and, and when we started Mark three, there was definitely those, you know, uh, Kane two, uh, Madrak two, um, Sloan for like half a second. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's still nuts, but like, still the, good, yeah. the, like for a second there, it was like, what the hell's going on? Like there was a handful of casters. Um, unfortunately we got some a little bit further in like Una two. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But after a couple of errata, I sat and thought about it for a minute, and I was like, there's nothing. Yeah, left. it was that, like, it was that Una 2 High Reclaimer, like, mid swing fix, and, and it happened, like, right after LVO. Mm-hmm. And we were just sitting there going, like, well, what I was do like, we there's have not, to worry there's about? not, you know, and now, like, we've seen a bit of a rise like, of, yeah, like, they killed, like, dozens of podcasts of us complaining about how freaking overpowered Una 2 was. Right. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just sons of bitches. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I, like, I sat and thought about it, and you know, we've seen the rise of a couple little things. There's been, uh, like Ghost Fleet has been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which by the way, that was really cool in that it was such a slow burn. Yep. Uh, it took a while for people to, for it to click, and, and I think that's sweet. Um, but, um, and prob- the thing I love is people. that, like, Kador is a strong faction, but it's not like, like, Kador is strong and doing well, but it's not like this one oppressive thing, this one oppressive caster that's just so overpowered. It's just, they can, they can, they just bring really good models. Like they just bring a bunch of really good stuff. Right. And it's, and if, and if you, and the thing is, if you outplay somebody, you will beat them, you know, like it's not unstoppable. Um, And when, whenever I'm trying to think about the state of the meta, what I always do is I try to think, um, like in Mark two, you would look at the faction and you go, here's tier S it's, you know, circle and Signar and Cricks. Here's tier A. It's like five or six factions. And then it's like these three factions are completely unplayable. Like when I try and do the tiers for Mark Three, I'm like, all right, the S tier is all of War Machine except Cricks until the Bane's thing come out. Uh, all of Hordes except for Trolls, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I I I feel like there's ten or more factions that are in the top <clears throat> tier that are competitive with you, with each other, strong and interesting, and can be a real threat. I mean, it, that's just huge. Yeah. Um, another one. This is actually a lot of points. I'm starting to realize. <laughs> another. We, to, we are not being very topic driven. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, this is this. We're on this. We're on this topic. Uh, another thing about because the, the faction of year stuff. There's another another point that that people have brought up is um concern for the release uh the releases for the main factions, right. Uh, yeah. that this was going to basically make it so they're not really hardly ever getting anything and, and whatnot. You could kind of take this a couple different ways, but one thing that occurred to me uh, a while back um, was, like, how far does War Machine go at its basic release schedule before it's unplayable? Like... Before every faction has so much, like if you just keep going and just keep releasing stuff at the same rate for the same main handful of factions, eventually you have way too much stuff <laughs> in every yeah. faction. If they're, if they're not phasing out things like they right. promise not to do, then yeah, that's you're exactly right. Yeah, and it's it's it, actually a huge problem for retailers, right? They have to dedicate yes, an ridiculous yeah. amount of wall space for War Machine. And, and because I've seen, everything's still playable. Yeah, and, and I can't comment too much on retailing, like retailers, just because I don't like I don't have much experience there. But and I've seen some concerns about um, with the new factions coming out with retailers, and and that's something they're going to have to figure out 
mm-hmm. that, that private enterprise is going to have to work out with them. And I, I hope they have a plan. Well, um, as a, as a consumer, I'm like, I'm super happy. Like, what did I say? Um, I, I, I posted a couple times in groups that look, I, I have zero desire to buy a new circle light that is just excellent at killing infantry, but shit. Yeah. I'm buying a bunch of Grimkin with trap cards. Yeah. Like, right. I am incredibly expi- excited to give them my money. And I don't think there's any, places in the world better for a company than when their consumers are happy to give them money. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. And, and so this is, but specifically from like the, the, cause I've seen some people who are retailers bring up the idea of like, I don't know how to stock this. And it's like this, mm-hmm. I, I think with, especially with these little sub factions, I think they're going to be very like special order. <laughs> yep. Like, you know, it's, it's stock the main faction stuff. Like, that's going to be what's important, you know, for that's, that's the foundation of the game in a lot of ways. Um, but these little one-offs are just, you know, people will ask about them, you know, and, and, and the players, the people who are there demoing games and getting people into the games, they'll make sure people know about these things and, and know right. about these cool other factions and they'll find the one that the guy really likes. It's like, Hey, it's kind of smaller. You know, they're not getting new releases really, but like, it's a really cool theme and I really like it. I like the models, whatever you can get into it really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, people will order it in and, yeah. and, uh, and it'll, should be all right. But again, it's a lot of things right, about running a store. Just, I don't know. So. Just like Convergence and um, Cephalix, like we don't usually recommend them to new players. That's right? true. So, you, yeah. so I, I almost hope retailers don't stock them standard that you can yeah. only get them uh, like or through ordering through them. Cause that way it's like you've played the game for a little bit and then you hear about this cool limited faction. And then everyone explains to you, all right, it's a limited faction. You're not getting anything else. Yeah. If you really want it, you can order it. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, I mean, I just agree, like, stalking this game has got to be a nightmare, mm-hmm. just in this current iteration. Well, I was just saying it today. Um, as an American, I I absolutely love game stores. They are critical to my existence. I have no idea why anyone would want to run one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy they do. I just don't know why. I always feel like they're just, like, aside from some people who, like, really make it work, like, a lot of the time it's very, like project of passion that just makes them enough money to get by like that's how yeah. i was like yep. that's how they that's how they feel to me sometimes it's just like mm-hmm. man go give your local game store owner a hug because they're tired yeah because <laughs> <laughs> they are working hard they're working sure hard. The worst of us are happy yeah i i mean there's there's so many different things you could bring up and and to be honest a lot of this is on very little information mm-hmm. uh we yeah. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered, and and they're good. They they mentioned that the uh, lock and load keynote is going to talk about this. Yep. Um. So I'm very excited to see that and what they have to say. One other thing that I think we should touch on is that with the um, the getting rid of traditional printed cards for the game and then moving over to more war room and online focused things, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna really change the way that you're going to have to introduce new players to the game anyway, because I believe the battle boxes will continue coming with cards, but nothing else will. And so if you're going to get a new player into the game and you want to start off with a battle box, you're going to be for- steering them into the main factions anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, okay. maybe. Um, yeah. And <laughs> hopefully they get the uh, online card thing like updated. Mm-hmm. That would be neat um, for people who want those cards. I'm a War Room guy. I've used it forever. I I make a flailing attempt every few months to be like, I'm going to use cards all the time, and it just never works. Yeah. Never. Too, too many things, and keeping a whiteboard marker in your game bag is, like, impossible. I know. They vanish constantly. They do vanish. Although I still do it because I have, like, the hit trackers. Yep. The hit mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes the, the number of times I've given up and sharpied on those things, I can. Dude, I have, you. I have, I have a bunch of those markers, and I carry them with me. But inevitably, I just use really little white six-sided dice for health. Like just inevitably, I end up doing <laughs> you that. You monster! And I know it's the worst. Yeah, and it's what's the worst is, and it's I need to say it's a terrible habit because you move the models around and you go, oh shit, I don't remember which one I was on. Um, the worst one for me is I roll those dice. <laughs> Yeah, you pick them up. So I make sure because I have I have my very specific, beautiful, way too expensive backgammon dice. I don't touch those stupid little white ones. I don't like them. Yeah, just sit there being held. Yeah. Yeah, I, I use the dials myself because that's just yeah. You can't really mess with that. That's true. Anyway, I think we've want, we've wandered off the subject, which means we're done with it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I for one, I'm, I'm really excited about these new factions coming out. Um. I think they're going to be really interesting. I have a lot of trust in, in uh, especially like some of their dev team, like like uh, Will Pagani, very creative guy who's very passionate about what he's doing. You know that mm-hmm. these. By the way, we we've talked about this for years. Like we wanted more communication. We wanted more communication. Holy oh, shit! Lord. They've given us communication. It, yeah, and, <laughs> and it's. I mean, like whoever let Pagani off the leash <laughs> is like the best thing that's ever happened. But, to yeah, private your press. Yeah, hiring Pagani as their. Like interface with the outside world is absolutely the best business business it's, decision. It's so made. good, and some of the others have, have done it better too. I mean, we've we've mm-hmm. we've seen uh, like uh, Jacksonwood is yep. popping up a fair bit. Yep. Um, Doug and Hamilton's Hunter. always talked with with Legion, but he talks with everybody a bit. <laughs> Sweetest guy in the world. Go say hi to him if you can. Um, it's Loki, for which we all love. It's true. Yes. Thank uh, you. Yeah, uh, Hungerford's been been popping up in all kinds of stuff. Like we're seeing them talk to us a lot more, and I think that's really great. Um, I, mm, most, of the time. <laughs> most most of the time, it, yeah. <laughs> well, of all the people I mentioned, I think it's great that they're talking to us. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yep. Anyway, so yeah, we're, we're gonna get more at the lock and load um, keynote. Hopefully that'll clarify a few things about how things are going to be working, and mm-hmm. maybe we'll get some kind of teaser of what's coming next year. Because well, be... although so hope... not not please not like a year of poetry and riddles. Seriously, I enjoyed it for a minute. Please just show us like cool pictures once in a while. That'll be fine. Just or a funny video that isn't. Yeah, just yeah. Or like so, Dallas chainsawing a model from the new faction or something. Yeah, have that have Dallas awesome. do all the teasers. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Dallas, so, that's another know. one to mention. He's been talking to people a lot more, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to get this point out if it kills me. <laughs> so I don't I know if, you, if uh, listeners can notice, but uh, the main reason we're starting this new podcast and going in this uh, new direction is we want to talk about the game as a whole. We want to talk about like the philosophy of playing and like how to think about being competitive and how to think about the future. And so this is just what we're starting with, and this is something we're going to pursue for the next bunch of episodes at least, um, yeah. something more holistic than just Circle. I'm still trying to be, you know, uh, talk about why the game is competitively, why we like it, what we're doing, um, but see if we can get it more general. Yeah, Absolutely. it's 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 going to be going around kind of for everybody. A lot of our article stuff is is obviously you know we we talk about what we know. We play certain factions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm branching out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like Jade and I have some really fun ideas for some some ideas on like Vassal and stuff, where we'll just like bust out silly lists with other factions mm-hmm. and stuff, and and uh, talk about the <laughs> game more as a whole. Intra podcast Vassal League shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dude, we're like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it now, but we're planning on just getting on and like streaming Vassal games with us just chatting. Like it's gonna be super casual, but I was like, that just sounds fun. That yeah. does sound fun. Yeah, it's yep. just kind of a chill like chill game that you can come on. So yeah, over the summer, especially since I don't have work, we're hoping to maybe get that started and do like once a week, just like hop on Vassal, mm. post a link, be like, get on Twitch, come hang out with us. We're playing War Machine. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna once in a while be doing like silly Facebook Live type stuff while I'm painting models and stuff because I'm a narcissist and like everybody see my face. So. Just so you know, I'm gonna threaten this now. If you guys start a hobby corner on the podcast, I'm doing a philosophy corner. Oh boy. I already have, oh, okay. I already have the first one written. It's for whom the nerf tolls. Okay. No, okay, I'm with we'll, you. On we'll, this. we'll take that into consideration. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that. You, if you could just put that in our suggestion box and. Um, <laughs> And we'll be writing up uh, the report to your temp agency uh, after this episode. I think you did okay with this one, but we have some points we're going to mention to them. So, see about bringing you on as a full co-host eventually. So. I don't know. We'll work it out. And that's <laughs> truth of dice. <laughs> truth, truth, truth of you mi- lay dice. You truth of, truth of lay dice. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So other opportunities you missed, uh, you should have renamed your blogs into Obstruction and Hill. Or elevated terrain. Okay, um. my my favorite one that somebody <laughs> mentioned was uh, druids and Dru- druids and consequences. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that was that like a fantasy commentary on global warming. <laughs> Something like that. I have no <laughs> idea. Oh, that'd be like a weird. All right, is there... I'm not gonna talk about that one. Right that's a, that's way now. We're wandering anyway. Uh, all right guys uh we're gonna go over some of the uh sweet contact information stuff our come check out our website it is los warma oh my god i just messed it up didn't i it's los warma hordes no no it's nope. los war machine it's the email that's los warma hordes at gmail.com got it yes i knew i had that fl- i was like wait wait one of these is wrong right. uh, and the, the, and the website just... is los war machine.com thank you uh all three of us are on twitter uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brett won't ever check it, but um, <laughs> I got hacked. Our, I was pissed. Yeah, our our uh, intern is at choke obsessed underscore. What are those eyes? I I L line. Come on, Chandler, you can't forget that I, already. Oh, I'm gonna be honest. I thought that was a two. I couldn't yeah, figure out too. why you were choke choke obsessed two. Okay, I was so like, choke obsessed underscore L L. I'd be more upset that someone had already taken choke obsessed, but I looked at their Twitter and it's a bunch of delicious looking cakes. So. Oh, well, they're on it then. Uh, myself, I am LOS, at LOS underscore Chandler. Uh, Jaden is at LOS underscore Jaden. Yep. Uh, our Facebook page is Line of Sight. And, yeah, if you want to basically just help us out a little bit with uh, the stuff that we're going to be doing all throughout the week, every week, uh, getting out to fun events and doing fun community stuff and getting involved with the raffles and stuff every quarter, you can check us out on patreon.com slash LOS War Machine. Uh, yeah, and if you ever want to, we're all on Facebook as well, so if you ever want to chat or have an idea or have a question or whatever, you can send us the email at loswormahords at gmail or send us a message through Facebook. And Yep. Yeah, I think that's everything. I think yeah. so, too. I think I nailed well, I, it, except for all the stuff I got that. wrong. <laughs> I heard a that uh, Leyline's going to continue without us. Leyline is continuing well. without us. Yeah, so that's a little announcement right there. Is uh, yeah. I did not expect that at all, to be honest. I, I'm um, actually really glad about it. You're really what? 
I'm really glad that it's happening. I think yeah, me too. I think it's sweet. Yeah, dedicated podcast. Um, yeah. That's why we started in the first place, and I'm glad that um, people are going to continue it in our stead. And they have I our books. I just want to see who Dan got besides us. Like, <laughs> who is? Very, I'm very curious uh, how that's going to play out. People luckily have been asking me why I'm not on Leyline. I'm like, well, I'm only on Leyline when I have positive things to say about Circle. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Brutal. I mean, I mean, I guess I've been up front about it for a long time. Yeah. I was just sitting there twiddling my thumbs at that point. Anyway, anyway. all right, guys, that is us for this week. We'll be back on next week yep. Uh, yep. with some other news and fun topics and stuff. <laughs> so much news. So much news. Yeah. So much news. Uh, and, yeah, just shoot us a message if you want to talk to us. It'll be good. I'll see you all next week. Yep, later.